You're listening to a Glassbox Media Podcast. We're thrilled to team up with Acoustic Sheep for a special giveaway. One lucky listener will win a pair of sleep phones wireless, the ultimate sleep headphones, plus a whole year of premium ad-free episodes from I Can't Sleep Podcast. To enter, just follow at Sleep Phones and at I Can't Sleep Podcast on Instagram. Tag your friends in the comments. Each tag counts as an entry, and there's no limit to how many times you can tag. Don't miss out on your chance to enhance your nightly routine with sleep phones and a year of serene listening with our podcast. I'll list the details in the show notes, and all the information you can find about the giveaway will be on Instagram. If you love falling asleep to the I Can't Sleep podcast, I think I know of a brand new show for you to wake up to. The Daily Book Club is a podcast where the host, Otis Gray, reads classic stories every day, one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Hear amazing tales read start to finish. Whether you want to get engaged and wrapped up in fantastic stories that have stood the test of time, or you just want to relax and listen to a great book, The Daily Book Club is there for you to get lost in however you like. Right now, Otis is reading The Enchanted April. In the 1920s, four women, unfulfilled with life, take a chance and abscond to a dreamy medieval Italian castle in the month of April as the flowers bloom. It's a story dripping with wisteria, the beauty of solitude, and an unlikely pursuit of joy in Portofino, Italy. A perfect book to start this season. You can find The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. Subscribe so you never miss an episode and tune in each morning to hear what happens next. Welcome to the I Can't Sleep Podcast where I read random articles from across the web to bore you to sleep with my soothing voice. I'm your host, Benjamin Boster. Today's episode is from a Wikipedia article titled, Hope. As more people discover the benefits of fasting, including weight loss, enhanced mental and physical performance, and improved gut health, the challenge often lies in the daunting prospect of not eating. That's where Prolon comes in a groundbreaking plant-based nutrition program that nourishes your body while tricking your cells into thinking they're fasting. Developed over decades at the University of Southern California's Longevity Institute and supported by top U.S. medical centers, Prolon is designed to maintain healthy blood sugar levels, support cardiovascular health, and help reduce abdominal fat. However, Prolon is not just a diet. It's a science-driven approach rooted in Nobel Prize-winning medical research. The journey with Prolon begins with a five-day regimen of snacks, soups, and beverages, all crafted to sustain a fasting state. Choosing a nutrition program can be daunting, yet Prolon would be at the top of my list for its convenience, scientific backing, and effectiveness. It's no surprise that thousands of doctors now recommend Prolon to foster healthy blood sugar and cardiovascular health. Right now, Prolon is offering I Can't Sleep listeners 10% off their five-day nutrition program. Go to prolonlife.com slash I can't sleep. That's P-R-O-L-O-N-Life.com slash I can't sleep for this special offer. That's prolonlife.com slash I can't sleep. And thank you to Prolon for sponsoring the podcast. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. 
Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds. Experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Hope is an optimistic state of mind that is based on an expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. As a verb, its definitions include expect with confidence and to cherish a desire with anticipation. Among its opposites are dejection, hopelessness, and despair. In Psychology Professor of Psychology Barbara Fredrickson argues that hope comes into its own when crisis looms, opening us to new creative possibilities. Fredrickson argues that with great need comes an unusually wide range of ideas, as well as such positive emotions as happiness and joy, courage, and empowerment, drawn from four different areas of oneself, from a cognitive, psychological, social, or physical perspective. Hopeful people are like the little engine that could because they keep telling themselves, I think I can, I think I can. Such positive thinking bears fruit when based on a realistic sense of optimism, not on a naive, false hope. The psychologist Charles R. Snyder linked hope to the existence of a goal combined with a determined plan for reaching that goal. Alfred Adler had similarly argued for the centrality of goal-seeking in human psychology as too had philosophical anthropologists like Ernst Bloch. Snyder also stressed the link between hope and mental willpower, as well as the need for realistic perception of goals, arguing that the difference between hope and optimism was that the former included practical pathways to an improved future. D.W. Winnicott saw a child's antisocial behavior as expressing an unconscious hope for management by the wider society, when containment within the immediate family had failed. Object relations theory similarly sees the analytic transference as motivated in part by an unconscious hope that past conflicts and traumas can be dealt with anew. Object relations theory similarly sees the analytic transference as motivated in part by an unconscious hope that past conflicts and traumas can be dealt with anew. Hope Theory 
As a specialist in positive psychology, Snyder studied how hope and forgiveness can impact several aspects of life, such as health, work, education, and personal meaning. He postulated that there are three main things that make up hopeful thinking. Goals, approaching life in a goal-oriented way. Pathways, finding different ways to achieve your goals. Agency, believing that you can instigate change and achieve these goals. In other words, hope was defined as the perceived capability to derive pathways to desired goals and motivate oneself via agency thinking to use those pathways. Snyder argues that individuals who are able to realize these three components and develop a belief in their ability are hopeful people who can establish clear goals, imagine multiple workable pathways toward those goals, and persevere, even when obstacles get in their way. Snyder proposed a hope scale, which considered that a person's determination to achieve their goal is their measured hope. Snyder differentiates between adult-measured hope and child-measured hope. The adult hope scale by Snyder contains 12 questions, four measuring pathways thinking, four measuring agency thinking, and four that are simply fillers. Each subject responds to each question using an eight-point scale. Fibble and Hale measure hope by combining Snyder's hope scale with their own generalized expectancy for success scale, G-E-S-S, to empirically measure hope. Snyder regarded that psychotherapy can help focus attention on one's goals, drawing on tacit knowledge of how to reach them. Similarly, there is an outlook and a grasp of reality to hope, distinguishing no hope, lost hope, false hope, and real hope, which differ in terms of viewpoint and realism. Contemporary philosopher Richard Rorty understands hope as more than goal-setting, rather as a meta-narrative, a story that serves as a promise or reason for expecting a better future. Rorty as postmodernist believes past meta-narratives, including the Christian story, utilitarianism, and Marxism, have proved false hopes, that theory cannot offer social hope, and that liberal man must learn to live without a consensual theory of social hope. Rorty says a new document of promise is needed to force social hope to exist again. In healthcare, major theories. Of the countless models that examine the importance of hope in an individual's life, there are two major theories that have gained a significant amount of recognition in the field of psychology. One of these theories, developed by Charles R. Snyder, argues that hope should be viewed as a cognitive skill that demonstrates an individual's ability to maintain drive in the pursuit of a particular goal. This model reasons that an individual's ability to be hopeful depends on two types of thinking, agency thinking and pathway thinking. 
Agency thinking refers to an individual's determination to achieve their goals, despite possible obstacles. While pathway thinking refers to the ways in which an individual believes they can achieve these personal goals. Snyder's theory uses hope as a mechanism that is most often seen in psychotherapy. In these instances, the therapist helps their client overcome barriers that have prevented them from achieving goals. The therapist would then help the client set realistic and relevant personal goals, i.e., I'm going to find something I am passionate about and that makes me feel good about myself and would help them remain hopeful of their ability to achieve these goals and suggest the correct pathways to do so. Whereas Snyder's theory focuses on hope as a mechanism to overcome an individual's lack of motivation to achieve goals, the other major theory developed by K.A. Hearth deals more specifically with an individual's future goals as they relate to coping with illnesses. Hearth views hope as a motivational and cognitive attribute that is theoretically necessary to initiate and sustain action toward goal attainment. Establishing realistic and attainable goals in this situation is more difficult, as the individual most likely does not have direct control over the future of their health. Instead, Hearth suggests that the goals should be concerned with how the individual is going to personally deal with the illness. Instead of drinking to ease the pain of my illness, I'm going to surround myself with friends and family. While the nature of the goals in Snyder's model differ with those in Hearth's model, they both view hope as a way to maintain personal motivation, which ultimately will result in a greater sense of optimism. Major Empirical Findings Hope, and more specifically, particularized hope, has been shown to be an important part of the recovery process from illness. It has strong psychological benefits for patients, helping them to cope more effectively with their disease. For example, hope motivates people to pursue healthy behaviors for recovery, such as eating fruits and vegetables, quitting smoking, and engaging in regular physical activity. This not only helps to enhance people's recovery from illnesses, but also helps prevent illness from developing in the first place. Patients who maintain high levels of hope have an improved prognosis for life-threatening illness and an enhanced quality of life. Belief and expectation, which are key elements of hope, block pain in patients suffering from chronic illness by releasing endorphins and mimicking the effects of morphine. Consequently, through this process, belief and expectation can set off a chain reaction in the body. It can make recovery from chronic illness more likely. This chain reaction is especially evident with studies demonstrating the placebo effect, a situation when hope is the only variable aiding in these patients' recovery. Overall, studies have demonstrated that maintaining a sense of hope during a period of recovery from illness is beneficial. A sense of hopelessness during the recovery period has, in many instances, resulted in adverse health conditions for the patient, i.e. depression and anxiety following the recovery process. 
Additionally, having a greater amount of hope before and during cognitive therapy has led to decreased PTSD-related depression symptoms in war veterans. Hope has also been found to be associated with more positive perceptions of subjective health. However, reviews of research literature have noted that the connections between hope and symptom severity and other mental health disorders are less clear, such as in cases of individuals with schizophrenia. Applications The inclusion of hope in treatment programs has potential in both physical and mental health settings. Hope as a mechanism for improved treatment has been studied in the context of PTSD, chronic physical illness, and terminal illness, among other disorders and ailments. Within mental health practice, clinicians have suggested using hope interventions as a supplement to more traditional cognitive behavioral therapies. In terms of support for physical illness, research suggests that hope can encourage the release of endorphins and encephalins which help to block pain. Impediments There are two main arguments based on judgment against those who are advocates of using hope to help treat severe illnesses. The first of which is that of physicians having too much hope. They may aggressively treat the patient. The physician will hold on to a small shred of hope that the patient may get better. Thus, this causes them to try methods that are costly and may have many side effects. One physician noted that she regretted having hope for her patient. It resulted in her patient suffering through three more years of pain that the patient would not have endured if the physician had realized recovery was infeasible. The second argument is the division between hope and wishing. Those that are hopeful are actively trying to investigate the best path of action while taking into consideration the obstacles. Research has shown, though, that many of those who have hope are wishfully thinking and passively going through the motions, as if they are in denial about their actual circumstances. Being in denial and having too much hope may negatively impact both the patient and the physician. Benefits The impact that hope can have on a patient's recovery process is strongly supported through both empirical research and theoretical approaches. However, reviews of literature also maintain that more longitudinal and methodologically sound research is needed to establish which hope interventions are actually the most effective, and what setting, i.e. chronic illness versus terminal illness. In Culture In the matter of globalization, hope is focused on economic and social empowerment. Focusing on parts of Asia, Hope has taken on a secular and materialistic form in relation to the pursuit of economic growth. Primary examples are the rise of the economies of China and India, correlating with the notion of Chindia. A secondary relevant example is the increased use of contemporary architecture in rising economies, 
such as the building of the Shanghai World Financial Center, Burj Khalifa, and Taipei 101, which has given rise to a prevailing hope was the countries of origin. In chaotic environments, hope is transcended without cultural boundaries. Syrian refugee children are supported by UNESCO's education project through creative education and psychosocial assistance. Other intercultural support for instilling hope involve food culture, disengaging refugees from trauma through immersing them in their rich cultural past. In literature, Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. Emily Dickinson A classic reference to hope which has entered modern language is the concept that hope springs eternal, taken from Alexander Pope's essay on man, the phrase reading, Hope springs eternal in the human breast. Man never is, but always to be blessed. Another popular reference, Hope is the Thing with Feathers, is from a poem by Emily Dickinson. Hope can be used as an artistic plot device and is often a motivating force for change in dynamic characters. Commonly understood reference from Western popular culture is the subtitle, A New Hope, from the original first installment, now considered Episode 4, in the Star Wars science fiction space opera. The subtitle refers to one of the lead characters, Luke Skywalker, who is expected in the future to allow good to triumph over evil within the plot of the films. The swallow has been a symbol of hope in Aesop's fables and numerous other historic literature. It symbolizes hope in part because It is among the first birds to appear at the end of winter and the start of spring. Other symbols of hope include the anchor and the dove. In mythology, Elpis, hope, appears in ancient Greek mythology with the story of Zeus and Prometheus. Prometheus stole fire from the god Zeus, which infuriated the supreme god. In turn, Zeus created a box that contained all manners of evil, unbeknownst to the receiver of the box. Pandora opened the box after being warned not to, and unleashed a multitude of harmful spirits that inflicted plagues, diseases, and illnesses on humankind. Spirits of greed, envy, hatred, mistrust, sorrow, anger, revenge, lust, and despair scattered far and wide looking for humans to torment. Inside the box, however, there was also an unreleased healing spirit named Hope. From ancient times, people have recognized that a spirit of Hope had the power to heal afflictions and help some bear times of great suffering, illnesses, disasters, loss, and pain caused by the malevolent spirits and events. In Hesiod's Works and Days, the personification of hope is named Elpis. Norse mythology, however, considered hope to be the slobber dripping from the mouth of Fenris, the wolf. Their concept of courage rated most highly 
a cheerful bravery in the absence of hope. In Religion Hope is a key concept in most major world religions, often signifying the hoper believes an individual or a collective group will reach a concept of heaven. Depending on the religion, hope can be seen as prerequisite for and or byproduct of spiritual attainment. Christianity Hope is one of the three theological virtues of the Christian religion, alongside faith and love. Hope in the Bible means a strong and confident expectation of future reward. See Titus 1-2. In modern terms, hope is akin to trust and a confident expectation. Paul the Apostle argued that hope was a source of salvation for Christians. For in hope we have been saved, if we hope for what we do not see. With perseverance we wait eagerly for it. See Romans 8.25 According to the Holman Bible Dictionary, hope is a trustful expectation, the anticipation of a favorable outcome under God's guidance. In the Pilgrim's Progress, it is Hopeful who comforts Christian in Doubting Castle, while conversely at the entrance of Dante's Hell where the words, Lay down all hope, you that go in by me. Hinduism In historic literature of Hinduism, hope is referred to with pratiti, or apeksh. It is discussed with the concepts of desire and wish. In Vedic philosophy, karma was linked to ritual sacrifices, hope and success linked to correct performance of these rituals. In Vishnu Smriti, the image of hope, morals, and work is represented as the virtuous man who rides in a chariot, directed by his hopeful mind to his desired wishes, drawn by his five senses who keeps the chariot on the path of the virtuous, and thus is not distracted by the wrongs such as wrath, greed, and other vices. In the centuries that followed, the concept of karma changed from sacramental rituals to actual human action that builds and serves society and human existence, a philosophy epitomized in the Bhagavad Gita. Hope in the structure of beliefs and motivations is a long-term karmic concept. In Hindu belief, actions have consequences, and while one's effort and work may or may not bear near-term fruits, it will serve the good, that the journey of one's diligent efforts, karma, and how one pursues the journey, sooner or later leads to bliss and moksha. Hope 